Today on episode 110 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, I haven't done one of these in quite a while, so today and next week, I'm going to tell you about all the software and tools that I use and recommend. Welcome to another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Well, good morning. This is the Computer Tutor Podcast, and I'm your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. I am a computer geek that talks and teaches in regular everyday language that just about anyone can understand. And my goal with this podcast is for you to learn something new about your computer. I have a computer repair business, and I am ready to fix your computer if it's got a problem. And I can most likely do it remotely, so you don't have to bring it anywhere. Just give me a call at 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And if you haven't signed up for my Monday morning email, you are really missing out. Get over to my website and get on that list. And today's computer tip can be seen at my website at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 110. So let's get started. This is one of those times when you think you've been doing something on some sort of regular basis. Then when you actually check the facts, you find out you haven't really been doing that at all. In my mind... One of the blog posts and podcasts that I want to do fairly regularly is where I go through and let you know what software I'm currently using in a bunch of different categories. But it turns out the last time I did one of those was two years ago. I think from now on I'm going to try to do this annually. We'll see how it goes. As I was coming up with this list of software that I wanted to talk about, I had originally planned to do it all on a single Monday podcast and blog post. But I quickly realized there was just too much to go over. So I'm going to split it into two episodes, half of them today and the rest a week from today. So we're going to start today with 11 selections of software, which means we need to get right into it. As I talk about each one of these, I'm not going to give you the link where you can get each one. You can get those links at my website, as I mentioned, computertutorflorida.com slash 110. First off, my favorite operating system Windows 7. This is the version of Windows that I use, and I think it's the one that you should be using too. Is it the newest, most current version of Windows? No, but it is the best one currently. If you go to the store to buy a computer right now, most of the ones available are going to be running Windows 8 or Windows 8.1, and this has been a disaster for Microsoft. No one likes it because they changed everything about it, so there's a learning curve. The way you use Windows 7 is very similar to the way previous versions of Windows were, so it's intuitive for most people. With Windows 8, people sit down and say, uh, how do I do anything? Windows 7 is fast, it's very stable, it's going to be supported by Microsoft through the year 2020, and it wouldn't surprise me if they went past that year, but even at that, you've got another five or six years, so you could skip Windows 8 completely. Number two is Microsoft Office. If you're going to pay for a group of programs that includes a word processor, a spreadsheet program, those kind of things, you might as well get the one that is considered the standard around the world. That's Microsoft Office, which includes Word, Excel, PowerPoint, and that's in, those are in the most basic package. And if you get into the business packages, they also have Outlook 
uh, Access, the database program, and some other programs. Now, number three is if you can't afford or you just don't want to pay for a group of programs like that, but you still need to be able to create Word documents or Excel spreadsheets, as well as open and edit those types of files if someone sends one to you. For that, I recommend LibreOffice. That's all one word, L-I-B-R-E-O-F-F-I-C-E. It's the same type of thing, a group of programs like Microsoft Office, but it's not Microsoft Office. Nice thing is that it's free. So if you have LibreOffice and someone sends you a Word document, you can open it and edit it. Or if you create a text document in the LibreOffice Word processor that they call Writer, you can save it in the same format as Microsoft Word so that when you send it to someone else that has Microsoft Office, that person would just open that document in Microsoft Word and not even know the difference. So the end result is pretty much the same as if you had purchased Microsoft Office, but probably the biggest difference is just in getting accustomed to using it if you're already using Word or Excel and you're used to those. The controls and the icons are just laid out differently, but for a lot of people, it's worth getting used to that since you're saving anywhere from 100 to a few hundred dollars by using the free program. Now, the next three programs all have to do with backing up your computer. As you've heard me say before, your hard drive can die at any time, so you need to be prepared for that, even if you have a brand new computer. Personally, I do three different types of backups because they all serve a somewhat different purpose. So this is going to be numbers four, five, and six. Number four is my choice for online automated backup. It's called My PC Backup. It's what I use, and I've set it up on over a hundred different client computers. The importance of having an online backup is because your computer could be destroyed in a fire or a flood or a lightning strike, or it could get stolen, or you could trip on the cord and it just goes crashing to the floor, along with your external drive that maybe had your only backup, which means they're both now broken and your files are gone. If you have an online backup, your whole house could burn to the ground and all of your documents and pictures and everything else is all safe because it's off-site. For online backup, you know, the big names are Carbonite and Mosey, and I've worked with both of them, and I personally prefer my PC backup for a few reasons, which I won't go into all the details here, but it is what I use for my own backup. And the nice thing is they give me a referral fee whenever I send them a new customer, so that's why I can do the whole setup for you remotely, and I don't charge you my time for doing that. It takes about 10 minutes. Number five is the second kind of backup I do, which is a local file-by-file -file backup to an external drive. For that, I use a little program called Second Copy. You just set that up once and tell it what it needs to back up on your computer, and then it's ready for however often you want to run it. I do mine every day, every couple of days. It copies all of your important stuff and puts it in the same file structure on your external drive. So you can plug in your external drive and look at it and see, yep, there's my documents folder, there's my pictures folder, and so on. That way you know for sure your stuff is on there and it's safe. And number six is the third backup I do, and it's called a system image backup. Now, I did a, an episode about this a few weeks ago, so you might remember it. The system image backup takes all of the stuff on your computer, your documents, your pictures, your programs, your Windows installation, your screensaver, everything and puts it into one folder and saves it on your external drive. 
So if your drive crashes, you just pull out the dead drive, put in a new blank drive, and then just restore that system image. And within an hour or two, your computer looks and functions as if nothing happened. It's all back to the way it was. It's really the fastest way to get back up and running after a hard drive crash. So it's especially important if you use your computer for business. The system image process is built into Windows 7, but if you use a version of Windows that doesn't have it, you can do the same thing with third-party software such as Acronis True Image. Number seven is computer security. I'm talking about protection against viruses, malware, junkware, toolbars, all that garbage that I see on almost every computer I work on these days. What I use and recommend is my managed service plan. This includes antivirus and anti-malware software. It includes unlimited virus removal, and it keeps your software updated. Like when Adobe Flash pops up and needs to be updated, or Java, or over a hundred other programs, they all get updated for you automatically so you don't have to mess with it. You can get more details on this if you go to my site and click at the top where it says Managed Service Plan. Number eight is my preferred web browser, and that is Google Chrome. I like Chrome because it works well and it's very customizable. Actually, Firefox would be a close second because you can customize it a lot too. I like to customize it so that I don't see any ads when I go to visit websites. Internet Explorer would be a distant third. I only use that when I have to. And that's usually because a website is still living in the 90s and says, you have to use Internet Explorer on that site. That's really about as outdated as you can get. Number nine out of 11 that we're going to cover this week is the tool I use for creating screenshots. Now, I use this all the time, and it's the snipping tool that comes with Windows. It's pretty basic, but it does everything I need it to do. If I see an image or an error message or some other thing on my screen and I need to grab a quick picture of it, I can snag it and have it in an email in just a few seconds. There are other programs for taking screenshots, but the snipping tool is just so easy. I use it every day. Just a couple more left. Number 10 is my preferred program for creating really good, strong passwords and then having it remember them for me. And for that, I use LastPass. If you can remember a password or if you can pronounce a password, it's not a good password. A good one is just a long string of random upper and lowercase letters and numbers and characters like the pound sign or the dollar sign. It should be way too complicated to remember. So don't clog your brain with trying to remember passwords. LastPass is going to create really good long passwords, and then it'll store them for you. You just need to have one password to get into the LastPass program. And LastPass is free also, unless you want to use it on your smartphone, and even then it's only $12 a year. It's one of the great bargains on the Internet. And finally, for this week, number 11 is my choice for streaming music. I use Pandora. Whenever I'm in the car, I'm listening either to podcasts or to music. And if it's music, it's coming from Pandora. And since I hate commercials, I pay the $4 per month to not have any commercials. I know there are other streaming music services. One of them Spotify. But that starts at like $10 a month, I think. I haven't really looked at the other ones very much, but my son says I should check out Groove Shark. He said he really likes that one. But I do love Pandora, so that's what I recommend. And that's it for this round. As I said, I have another 11 that I'll talk about next week. 
And if you have any comments about the ones I mentioned today or suggestions for alternatives, let me hear from you. Just call my podcast voicemail line at 727-386-9468 and leave a message. Or you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com. That'll do it for this week. As always, I'll see you back here next Monday morning with more software recommendations. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless.